0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com.
1: You might not think of the CIA as concerned with art or what it calls the beauty and intelligence, but the agency, in fact, has an extensive art collection dating back to the late 1960s and even a few artists working there. One of them, Deborah Dismuke, joined Federal Drive host Tom Temin to talk about her work. Let's point out you are retired from the CIA now, so are you pursuing art as a full-time type of occupation? I am. All right. Yes. And tell us, what is your specialty? What? What? How would you characterize your approach to art?
0: I do a lot of uh, portraits. I use oils when I'm doing my work. When when I joined the agency, I joined the agency agency after i graduated from college and i joined in 1987 as a information specialist
1: right and, and that's what i wanted to ask you about because your work involved visual presentations correct
0: absolutely yes
1: right so you had the job of converting information data and so forth into something that could be digested visually
0: absolutely yes i design and produce finished visual Information for supporting our analysts who are working on critical national security issues, and throughout my time uh, doing graphics uh, for the agency mission, I was given opportunity to do more stuff such as drawings, and which led me to a whole host of things. I was given opportunity to do portrait drawings of uh, George Meffley and a former director, John McCone. And I created these two pieces in order to pay tribute to two former distinguished CIA officers. And over time, my unique artistic skills were noted by those I worked with.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because it must have been the visual presentations you did probably had a little pizzazz in them. And somehow they knew you could do this more than – I mean, just on that point, the visual presentation of data or material such that it's digestible by the agents that, as you say, were working on national security issues, that's something of an art in itself, isn't it? Because you want want it to be compelling and understandable, but yet also accurate for them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes. And what were the media in which this was done? I imagine it it evolved since you joined – the late eighties until when you retired because of all all the electronic means that came in.
0: We use various graphic packages that most graphic designer uses. Um, Adobe is one of them and there's uh, quite a few. Yes.
1: And throughout all this time though, you pursued the oil painting work that you had been trained for in college as on the side.
0: Yes. That opportunity, um, in itself, I started out doing a smaller painting for Mr. Panetta, uh, former director Leon Panetta. So uh, I did a, snow, a uh, snowy Langley painting for Mr. Panetta for his official holiday card. And Mr. Panetta was very pleased with it. And uh, he pulled me to the side. And he said, one day you're going to be famous.
1: Wow. And I guess in a <laughs> sense you are. And, you know, I'm looking at a couple of the paintings that the CIA features. One is of Bill Donovan, a long ago operator there, I think even before the formation officially of the CIA as a, you know, federal agency in the aftermath of World War II. And then there's also a painting of uh, photorealistic, that's what I would call it, of the World War II Navajo code talkers. W- yes. So widely differing subjects. What What's your inspiration for saying, I'd like to paint this?
0: So my inspiration comes from um, movies, storytelling on History Channel, things like that. So I'm, in, I'm inspired by the history behind the storytelling. And I myself would like to, I do commission work for others, but these pieces would be for me, that I like to start my own personal collection. I'm inspired by, you know, the latest trends, things that are happening here in our community or organization. And also I visit galleries too, that also gives me inspiration to do more, to give me more inspiration to to paint and look for content that's different, you
1: know? Sure. And just getting back to that one of the Navajo Code Talkers, that was from a photograph, but there yes. was a lot of research you had to do to make sure the colors, because it was a black and white picture, were accurate. Yes. But beyond just copying it in color, do you feel you bring something to it to enliven the photograph so that as a painting, it's really a work of art and not just a copy of a photograph?
0: Correct. You know, I like the story behind it about these, you know, two cousins. But there was a lot of research, uh, not just the photograph itself, but also the color. As an artist, you want to um, make sure that the clothing that they're wearing is close to the color of what the Marines wore. So I had to go online and research what the color of that jacket that they were wearing, what was the atmosphere like, was it sunny? Was it hazy, cloudy during that day? And then also capturing the skin color of the Navajo cold talkers. So I have a book, what what you call a color recipe, that gives you suggestion of different colors to use uh, for different people of color, different races. So I, I want to make sure I got the right green for the hat, the, the equipment, uh, I want it to look like metal. So I want to make sure that I use appropriate colors to indicate that it is metal. So it, it was a lot of uh, research, not just, you know, painting it out. But I want to make sure that the colors are accurate to make it realistic and believable.
1: And do you sketch the outlines of it first, say in charcoal or pencil, or do you go go right to paint on canvas?
0: Yes. So I practice what the old masters do. So I will prep my canvas by using burnt sienna, kind of give it that uh, sienna wash, and then go in and pencil it in lightly. And then with that, I use my brush to identify my lights and darks, adding tone of values and, and making sure that the perspective and the form is, you know, okay. So normally something like that might take maybe four days just to draw it out, grid it out. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah. So this is not something you sit down one evening and then hang it up the next day. Oh, no. <laughs> no,
0: because sometimes uh, if I don't get it right, I may use turpentine to wipe it out and start again. And um, if, it's, if the proportion is off, I will have that handy rag brush to wipe it out and uh, start again.
1: And there's another painting, I think that's one of the ones in the CIA collection of a moment during the Cuban Missile Crisis. There are operators hunched over machinery and communications gear. Tell us about that painting.
0: So that painting came along when I had an opportunity. um, Once my management saw uh, the type of work that I was doing uh, outside of the the mission graphics, I had an opportunity uh, to do my first commission piece And so this was during the time, during the uh, Cold War, the missile crisis. I was working with a group of analysts. Uh, They did have a photograph. It wasn't very clear. It, It was not a crisp photo where some of the details that I really needed for information. So I started off with a basic photograph and working with the analysts, we started putting more elements in the painting to tell the story
1: deborah Dismuke is an artist and retired cia officer we'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com federal drive subscribe to the federal drive wherever you get your podcasts leadership today especially within the federal workforce is being tested more than ever before
3: How do we accomplish our mission through our people? And in order to do that, we really value our people. We want them to feel empowered and supported and uh, respected